guess Shorty, lordy When I'm all gonna change my ways Hindsight's 40-40 But you cannot travel back Back time machine's a Cadillac There's a lesson in all my stay I owe more money than I made These problems are done Obsessive and haunting, but I'm I'm great. Is this how you start your show? Do you have like an intro or you just no. start talking? No, I just start talking. Sweet. I'm I'm good. An intro how? What what do you like what do you I didn't recommend? know? I don't know. Welcome to the What's Your Deal podcast. Yeah. I'm here with Peter Sullivan. That's professional as shit. I'm Scott Hall. You're listening to the podcast. Is that better? Yeah. Do you feel more introduced? Yes. I like it. Thanks for coming on, man. I have credits that you didn't ask me about, but what are your credits? Give them your credits. Uh, Show it off. Pop off for a second. I um, did stand up at a talent show in college when I was a freshman, <laughs> and Nailed I it. did. Um, I've done stuff um, in bars. <laughs> you sold a joke to Howie Mandel. I did. Don't sell yourself that, short now. That was weird. That's a that's it's so weird that you didn't immediately that didn't come out of your mouth the first like as soon as the mic turned on. It's because I'm humble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't say. It. You know what was weird about that? Did, what? did I tell you how that happened? Vaguely at a show. But it, so he like hit me up on Twitter and was like, "Do you write for anyone?" And it was I posted like one of those memes that's like you see all the time on Twitter like. Uh, you know, now the thing on Twitter is like how it started, how it's yeah, going, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shit like that. I posted something like that and he like reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you write for anyone? And I was like, why are you hitting me up about this? Like everyone is tweeting that and my, yeah. my Twitter is not funny. And so then he like, he gave me his agent's number. I called him and I was like, Hey, like why are you hitting me up about a Twitter joke? Like what's going on? He goes, no, no, no. We went to DC improv. We sat in the back and watched a show. Some comic told a joke on stage we talked to him after the show and we were like, hey, can we buy that joke from you? And the comic was like, it's not my joke. And they were like, what? And he was like, it's someone else's. And they were like, whose is it? And he's like, I don't like, I'm, this is my friend, but I don't know his name or something. And they were like, okay. And they what? looked up the joke and it was one of mine. Uh. I'm like an old video. But I've always been curious who was telling my joke. Not that I, it's not a joke I tell oh, anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and props to them for admitting, cause they could have just said it was their joke. Easy peasy. And I, I never, well, that's like the, that's so funny that the, that person performing at, at the DC improv Took, says it wasn't their joke. And it was from like, it was like a seven year old joke. Like it was not a, when not was a joke it? I when do. did this happen? Uh, 2018, I think. Oh, I want to know who the fuck it was. Cause I we know. probably know them. I know. But they didn't say my name. They, they had probably to know you up. too. Yeah. Because of course they, of course. Because then, then they would contact you, and then you would know who's doing your fucking jokes. But I don't care that they're doing my jokes still. It doesn't I just matter. want to know who it is. Hmm. This is a mystery we're going to have to come back to. I'm yeah. very surprised. So, wow. So they were just, wow. I wonder how bad he needs jokes. I think he, I think pretty badly because he, like, I mean, he does the America's Got Talent shit. Yeah, and I guess just I feel like volume. that's most of his time. Well, I just meant like in a sense of of so they saw someone. I mean, for me, it would have been like, oh, that's a good joke. You want to write, and yeah. like you want to write together or something like that. And then I've been like, it's not my joke, and I've been like, all right, bye. Yeah, like but they were like, oh, well, whose is it? And then they were like, I don't know. And then they went and looked for it. They could have just taken it too. And then they, yeah, but not only that, they went and looked for your old shit. 
What was it on YouTube or something? Yeah, How they find out? Was I it? guess they I guess they just searched up the joke and it must have been in the YouTube like how it translate like in the captions or whatever. You know how it has like yeah 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 auto caption. So I don't know, but I mean he does probably need jokes. When you think of funny comics, that's one of the last names that comes. Howie like Mandel. Yes, yeah. that's one of the last names that pops. I wrote a joke for Howie Mandel. You know the the when he puts the glove on his head. I wrote that. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was yours? Yeah. Wow, dude. He's he's yeah, he yeah. loves the DC scene. He's always looking for shit around yes. here. Someone else was doing it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's crazy to me that that's like that's like a story. I mean, you're on my podcast, so it must not have worked out that well. But <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, after so after I sent it to them, they were like, "Cool, thanks. Here's fifty bucks. Does that sound cool?" And I was like, "I don't of know. Course. Yeah, that's fine." But then I was like, well, hold on a second. I was like, I, you know, I can write more jokes. Like I was like, yeah, I can yeah, keep yeah, writing. Course. And they were like, cool. This was like on a Tuesday, and they were like, he had just bought just for laughs Montreal. He had just bought the festival. He owns the festival. Yeah. So he was, or that's what they told me. And so he was going to come out in like uh, a nice car, like a Rolls Royce or something. And they were like, he's going to do this monologue. If you want to send us monologue jokes, we need it by tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So I wrote like a monologue all day Tuesday. And then they were like, we like this joke and this joke will give you another 50 bucks. And I was like, cool. But then I never heard from them again. Wow. So I just say I wrote for him. I mean, it's true. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. But I mean, I, uh, when I say... Uh, I mean, they really made an effort to look for your joke, though. What joke was it? Do you remember what it was? It was, um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't told it in seven. It was, it was like, I was doing like this awkward routine because I was my first set ever. So I was like kind of playing into the uncomfortableness of it because I was yeah. super nervous. Um, so I was like, I'll just do a character that's super nervous and that'll be it. But the joke was like, uh, I'm tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Last night I had a nightmare that I really had to go to the bathroom. And this morning when I woke up covered in, in urine and shame, I realized that dreams really do come true. Okay. That was a joke. It's very like Howie Mandel kind of. Yeah, very. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very sweet joke. It's a shit joke. And I don't really like it. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know why he took it, but. I don't think it's like a bad joke. I was like, it's you don't cute. want my it's joke. It's very Howie mandel -y. I was like, you don't want my Parkinson's bit? Like, this has been crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing that? <laughs> he wasn't feeling that. Huh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That's like a story that you hear from, like, when I said it didn't work out. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that, but I mean, that for you, f man, I'm just trying to think how much confidence that would instill in me of like, holy shit. Like yeah. you're so close to someone just like an agent just being like, <laughs> you're so close to getting discovered by someone else doing your material. Yeah, right. Just remember that if you're doing stand-up, you're only one joke thief away from yeah. writing for Howie Mandel. Literally. That was, um. I heard... Uh, I mean, that's a cool story though. Do you think about that? Just how that happened? Like that's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was weird. I was taking a shit and then he messaged me on Twitter and it was just like, here we go. And then it just dissolved after like a week but still yeah i'd be ecstatic if i heard from howie mandel i'd tell my mom i told my mom does she love it yeah she yeah because she, she like, she like <gasps> it's like a like my mom is like suburban white mom like she watches america's oh, so, got talent oh she man watches, she likes oh. Ellen. she thinks ketchup is spicy sometimes. she has no idea about who howard stern used to be no no <laughs> yeah. she's like that guy is so nice yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you have no idea yeah that's, what'd she say did she love it yeah she loved it because i mean again like watching those shows that is like 
like that's like our Bill Burr is like Howie yeah, Mandel. Yeah, yeah. It's like to that's her. a good point. That's funny. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, Howie Mandel. It's like this is huge in the comedy world, and I was like, wow. Yeah, in the comedy, comedy world. world. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's what I think. If that would have happened. Yeah, I had uh, I text my dad. My dad watches Reese Waters on the morning. Oh, really? It's like the first, you know, the first couple times we ran into each other at a mic, and I was like, "Dad, Reese Waters is here." Yeah, <laughs> like you would love that. And then he he was just like, "Oh, that's so cool." He's like showing his like friends. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, my son was on a show with Reese Waters. It's like, oh, the local guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Reese Waters. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's cool to have like your parents. Yeah, and like people around, like you. I don't know. The first time you get acknowledged or you're involved with someone that's they know of. Yeah, that that's that's always a really cool feeling, especially in comedy. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, so I started seven years ago. Wow. So when I told her joke, I was, or I guess, I guess eight now. I forgot how old I was, but I that was in high school. I was seventeen when I told that joke. Wow. So that was from a while back. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you're destined to make it. Dude, I've had weird make. brushes with like, like I'm like almost there and then I just like fade. I, I, I don't, I'm not good at promoting and like keeping consistent with like promoting and getting in on trends and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't keep a... What are your other clothes brushes? Was with that clip. Like when my first stand-up I ever recorded, my first set was at the DC Improv. I was doing a graduation showcase. It was like the five minutes to funny showcase. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, my yeah. Christmas present my senior year of high school because I told my parents I wanted to do stand-up. And that was like my big Christmas present was like that stand-up class. It was like four weeks. That's cool. And I did that set at DC Improv and it like went viral like the next day. I got like 500,000 views in like a night on it. Oh, wow. And so then I like got contacted by agents and like... Um, like a guy at Gersh, I got contacted from agents in LA. I got to fly out to LA and do a set at the Melrose Improv, and like all from that, and then just kind of wow. Now, now I'm here. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, no, this is great. I told you this is the best apartment I've ever been in, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal the magic. This is a thousand dollar studio we're in. Yeah, thousand. I should have said a higher in the number. Of the mall shit. I should have said is... a higher number. <laughs> a thousand. This isn't is a hundred dollar. It is. Thank to you. Me, <laughs> also to me though <laughs> well that's pretty cool man i got buddies oh now i just want to know your secrets everybody listening's like what'd you do what'd you put on youtube this is just yeah. a good set it was just a good set and my my friend put it on reddit which i didn't even know what reddit was and it reddit. got to the front page of reddit that's where i got all the views from yeah reddit. yes i've and had a joke oh yeah you know what's crazy is when you get <laughs> those videos like i remember because i you know i'm i'm in high school so like mm -hmm. this is like crazy i did it one time and i'm like oh my gosh like i'm getting all this yeah you're and like then, oh this is how it works it's crazy how yeah yeah that's what i thought in my head i'm like this is easy yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah 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 exactly i'm gonna be eddie murphy and have a fucking yeah. stand-up special and you're like oh my god and the, what was crazy was how evil people on the internet are that i really did not know oh, man but like People were like literally in the comments, like, you know, I hope this kid gets AIDS. Like, that'd be funnier if he jumped off a bridge. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like, and I was like, you don't even know me. Yeah, but yeah. that was my first. And now I don't even look at the comments on my videos. You can't. You it's, can't. In, unless, unless it's all nice stuff, then I want to hear it. But <laughs> it's like, yeah, but, but even, yeah, that's true. Even then, some people like they say something nice and you say something back, and then all of a sudden, like they have your email and they're emailing you, like, hey, how's it going? Or like they follow you on yes, Instagram and you're like, I got, ah. yes, yes. I've had 
I have people that I, I look, there are people that have listened to the podcast because I did this years before I started stand up, like maybe a year before I started stand up and it, uh, that's where I got most of the people that listen. Yeah. And it's a lot, but I didn't realize like when you first start getting attention, you're like, I'll interact with everybody that wants to interact with me. Yeah. And then you learn pretty fast, dude. I was like talking to people because they were like, when I first started the podcast, it was very like lovey dovey. Like I quit my job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was talking about doing stand up, but I didn't, you know, I was just talking about going to jail, being homeless. It was very like emotional. It wasn't exactly the funny kind of, but it wasn't exactly the funniest things. It was just struggle. And like people really responded, I guess, to just someone being honest about it. Mm hmm. But that led to like a lot of people, I'm sure, you you know what I mean? They're like, they're just like, hey, I really resonate like with what you like, whatever. Here's my number. Here's my email. Yeah. And I'll reach out. And I was like, yeah, man, like, da, 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 here you go. And then it was just fucking every day, like long paragraph texts and emails every day of like what's going on in their life. And I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know you. Yeah. Like, and weird requests, too. I've had several email requests of people asking me to do if I would do stand up nude, fully nude. What? In like New York and stuff. And I'm like, no. Like, oh well then you're never gonna make it <laughs> opportunity walks that's the ultimate that's like the illuminati asking me shit like that like are you willing to spread yeah, yeah, your yeah. asshole and yeah. we'll you know that was joe biden <laughs> that's how you're segueing into the biden thing i just wanted to say joe biden was illuminati instead of trump just to get people riled up joe I, I do that i do that on stage all the time i know that i just i'll say the opposite of what i know everybody wants me to say just to, I don't care. Just make everyone mad. Yes, I love it. I don't care. It's not about what I believe or not. It's about making other people have emotion. Yeah. I personally will stand for my own values. And if someone's questioning me or not about it, then I refuse to budge on like what I think. But on stage, I'll say whatever is funny and whatever is going to like annoy people. Like yeah. for a while, okay. I, I would say Elizabeth Warren as like I would do a joke that didn't go like, a, you know, like an aggressive joke mm -hmm. that would get like a moan or something. And I'd be like, all right, Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth, I would say that instead of calm down or like relax, <laughs> always got a big laugh. And then there was always a couple of people that really liked Elizabeth Warren in the back. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. You could see it on their face. What do you mean by Elizabeth Warren when you said that? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It's just a funny thing to say. Anyway. Yeah. Joe Biden's Illuminati if, um, is what I meant. I would love if the Washington football team had Elizabeth Warren as their just on their helmets. Oh man, that would be great. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think I've heard that. That's funny though. You've heard that? Is and that was what it you? People say no. I, I, I've, did you put it on the internet? No, I've probably read it on the internet too. I just think that would be funny. Don't though. have. Don't be immediately unconfident about me saying I think I've heard that. <laughs> I hate when people say that because then it's like I saw I could tell you now I like, have what? to now I have to Google it and see that's what I that's what I hate about fucking Twitter sometimes is like when you yeah. think of something funny and then it's like I want to fact check it because I want to see if anyone's said you know this exact joke not the premise everyone said the premise before yes. or like some sort of the premise but then you look on Twitter and some guy who's like a fucking accountant in like Ohio made the joke and he's never going to use it. But yeah. it's like, I feel bad stealing a guy's joke, but it's, he, he doesn't do jokes. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Well, <sighs> I don't know. The Twitter makes everybody a, a comedian. That's why I think late night shows like their monologues are such shit because they try to do political jokes and there are people on Twitter funnier than them. Yeah. And well, and I think they have to look up all the jokes before they like put them on the monologue before someone's like daily show stole my fucking joke. Oh yeah. And so the, everyone's already said it. So they have to come up with something and it's just not good. 
Oh, that's a good point too. I didn't even think about that after fuck Jerry and all those people started get everyone started freaking out about like that my memes being coming jokes yeah. and like Mark Norman even made like Mark Nor meme. Yeah, and he's asking people to like watermark their his shit. I think that's a a uh would be a good thing about Biden winning would be. I would just love to see where those show, like the Tonight Show and stuff, like where are they going to go? Or do you think they're going to keep making fun of Trump even when he's not there? Oh, man. Because they've been, they've been crutching on that for four years. Do you like Ryan Long? No, who's that? Ryan Long's, uh, I might have his buddy on the podcast. He's on, he's in some of the sketches, but he does the Twitter sketches that were like when woke and racist people agree. Have you seen that? It's like mm-hmm. it's like two guys. One's wearing a woke shirt. The other one's wearing a racist shirt. And they're saying woke and racist shit. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like... Um, it's like he's had a couple sketches that are like that, but he dances on the line of talking about that kind of stuff. But he did a sketch where it was, uh, it was like the writer's room of, uh, like HuffPo or like, you know, one of these blog places. And it was after Trump, after Biden wins. Yeah. And there was like top 10 former presidents that no, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Like, and the guy's like, stop, stop bringing up Trump. Yeah. It's, I do think that, I don't know, man. I think that, uh, cause you can't make fun of Biden or, or Kamala. You can't make fun of Kamala for sure. You can't, dude. You for sure are not allowed to say anything about Kamala. Anything you make fun of for Kamala is punching Because she's down. a woman. She's a black woman. She's a black woman. Yeah, so you can't say anything about her. Joe Biden, I guess. Well, the people haven't really... At one, I don't think Joe Biden's going to win. But if Joe Biden does... I saw your face look like terror. It almost got serious. Well, I'm just thinking... <laughs> I mean, I think it's a toss-up. I, I, I really... <clears throat> if I'm just saying if I had to put my money on it, I'm not leaning one way or the other. I think if... Trump wins, everything will be on fire for the like two weeks afterwards, and I'll never hear the end of it. But yeah, uh, I think if and I think if Biden wins, I think uh, it's kind of a funny thing in a in Portland, like where all these people who are like super super like anti-Trump were like literally burning down a city, and then we're like, this is Trump's America right here, yeah, and it's dude. like, but that's because of you. Like you just started a fire. <laughs> like that's because of you. Yeah, like, but he made me do it with yeah. his words. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's like, I know, man. It was like this is what it looks like. Why are you not starting off good? This yeah. <laughs> this is that's the thing I cannot get. This is that's the only thing, and I've said this on the podcast, and I say it to my friends, is that's the thing that keeps me from like being full on like Democrat Biden or like. Not well. That's not the only thing, but it's the thing that's pushed me more than than anything else. Is someone being like like the coronavirus, and they're going, "Look at the economy. Look what Trump did." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about?" And the same thing with like the things on fire. And I'm like, "Do you see?" And it's like, "Yeah, but what? Like, are you ignoring? Like, a, a, which one of us is? St- I feel crazy sometimes. Like, yeah. Do you when think, people say stuff, and I'm like, "I think he ordered that fire to be started." Like, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Yeah. And then it, I don't know, man. But also, it's so hard for... I understand that it's hard for regular people not to uh, know what the fuck is going on as far as, like, news goes. Yeah. Because people I have... So, will be like, I listen to what you say because you sound, like, reasonable. And I go, well, that's also a bad idea, too. But I spend hours I a day... No, I don't. But I do spend probably about four or five hours a day listening to news. Where do you get your news from? Uh, I'll listen to CNN just to see what they're saying, and I fucking mm-hmm. hate it just because it's... You know, I don't think that the, the people say that these stations are doing outright lies, and I don't think it's that. It's more of a framing issue and uh, and a leaving things out issue. Yeah, you know, it's like the Trump tax returns. Like he did, he owed 
seven fifty, but he paid like four and a half million, and they say it like later in the thing. Yeah, but uh, it's always at the bottom of the article. Exactly, no one reads that. So they I'll go to headlines. Uh, I like Tim Pool, who's online. He used to be a Vice reporter. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know he he's kind of a Trumper now. So it's like any kind of news you watch, you have to be like this is bullshit and this is cool and every now and then they're ramping up whoever the fuck's just listening yeah but he's at least a guy who can say he's biased constantly and then jimmy Dore, i like as far as progressives go he was a really big bernie guy is that the guy you put on your instagram story the other day yeah i put him up today i put him up all the time and then i delete him yeah because people get cranky do people message you about that stuff people get cranky i will not say who your girlfriend no, she, oh. knows. she knows what's up. Oh, that was... <laughs> I thought that was... She better know what's yeah. up. No. <laughs> she starts slamming doors around yeah, the apartment. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I thought you meant by cranky. Dude, um. when I was... When I was... When I was... Uh, I wanted to vote for Obama when I was a kid. I voted for Obama twice, and I put an Obama sticker on my door when I was still in, like living with my parents, and my mom was a Hillary person. She ripped it off. Yeah. My aunt bought me Obama sticker. That's just what it reminded me would have voted of. for Obama a third term if you could have. Yeah, right. That's when I joined the army. That's when I fucking woke up, sheeple. <laughs> oh, that was my attempt at a get out quote. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah, he says that. The dad says that. The really... You don't remember that? No, 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 no. The dad just talks about how much he loves Obama, like, just to try to, like, get an in with the black boyfriends. Oh. And he's like, I would have voted for him a third term if I could. Yeah. That's everybody that I know. Everyone who would have <laughs> voted for Obama a third term, if they could have, has black brains in their basement somewhere is what yeah. i gathered from that movie yeah yeah anyone yeah. who's like super white and super like obama is like you've killed black people haven't you yeah exactly you're <laughs> trying to make up, up for it yeah yeah <laughs> which i guess is fair i mean yeah i don't know yeah but i post stuff on i post stuff on my instagram and i'll delete it yeah. i find social media to be very uh i mean they're probably the same thing everyone thinks about social media but I try to, I'm trying to not engage with the political stuff that I don't need to as much. Like, I don't need to put that on my Facebook. Why am I doing that? Yeah. I try to make very middle of the road. Like, I make try to make fun of both. Because they're, they're yeah. essentially the same person, I think. I mean, Biden and Trump. They're oh, both yeah. old guys with dementia, probably. Oh, yeah. They both uh, might be pedophile rapists. We don't know. And <laughs> uh, they both... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Trump, Trump, like, will say stuff where people are like, he's a racist. And then Joe Biden will say stuff nice, but then does stuff politically where he is a racist. Yeah. So they will say racist shit. And they both do racist shit. But well, it's like, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, yeah, you, you know, they both do behind closed doors. But I feel like Trump, Trump was he, he wasn't a politician for so many years that he just didn't give a fuck about what he said because he's just a business guy. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, yeah. like, some, someone like Obama, like, was, like, knew he was going to be a politician. So he, like, watched what he said, watched yeah, what he forever. did for years. Trump never did that. And then, like, a year later, was like, ah, I'm going to run for president. And they're like, guess what we got on this guy? Fucking everything. Yeah, of Because course. he didn't care. Well, that's the, that's the, now we're going to get deep. That's the, uh, that's the racket, dude. It's like, how are you going to elect to someone who's just a regular person? Not that you need an erect, elect a regular person, or not that Trump's a fucking regular person. Yeah, no. For sure he's not. But when you have someone who knows they're going to be in politics from day one, when they you know step into their Ivy League school in their yeah. freshman year, and their fucking uncle's already a senator or something like that, and you or know the Kim. president, or the fucking, yeah, and they all you hang around with are friends of other friends who are politicians and this and that. And make no mistake, like that's how it works. 
but yeah every kid i know that went to like of my high school not that like anything. wants to get into like political science or whatever just like it's like they they don't drink they like stay away yeah. and it's like okay yeah like you're uh yeah but and the, my problem with that is like that's the guy you want making all the decisions that guy's a fuck no he doesn't understand life and he's never they, lived a life he they, hasn't done anything they suppress joy and happiness during their college years and like evolutionary years and then they just end up fucking kids when they're yeah, like 45 yeah, yeah. like they just like to relive their youth they're like i'm just gonna fuck a child instead of living what i had as a child yeah yeah that's what they all go to exactly i was just about to say that. yeah i've been watching a lot of to catch a predator you know that show yeah, of you course know, i know, you know i was thinking, i've been on it twice <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah. i was thinking you know what's weird about that show is like so they the whole show is focused on the on the predator right which is it, sh it should be but yeah. there's also an aspect of the show where someone is a full-grown adult online impersonating what they think in a, a horny 11 year old kid yeah, would yeah, say yeah, yeah. and we don't talk like we don't think you're weird for doing that like, yeah, yeah yeah so whoever's writing that like is fucked up a little bit i have a couple cousins that get a job doing that right now they'd be very good they're very qualified yeah they've been doing it for years on their own actually they've <laughs> pretending to be a horny <laughs> chris what's i'm his, practicing to what's be. his name the guy who like he got in trouble for I think tax stuff actually. I thought, oh, oh. god damn it, I wanted to be pedophile stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's why I got excited because then I was I was like, ah no, because we like, everyone would know that. Escorts though. him out of the house. He's like, where were you headed after this? Like, what's the next house? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme where it was like a tax guy in his house, like walking out with like the cameras. <laughs> Someone made a thing of being like, Well, what are you? Yeah. He got in trouble for that. But that's I, so funny though. I just thought that was so interesting. Like it should be 90% on the predator and then 10% on who the fuck wrote the script for I, this week. I do always think that when they when there's like a when he's like berating them and like reading their yeah, their horrible like, text. Uh, yeah, what did the other person say though? When the when the message said to you like my tight ass is waiting for you, my parents <laughs> won't be home. Yeah. That was actually our our behind the scenes guy. And it's like who the fuck says yeah, that? It's like a guy who says that? It's like a plumber, it's like a fat guy and his shirt doesn't cover his belly, it's all dirty. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> who says that? <laughs> he's like he's probably jerking off too. Yeah. He's like, oh, I only did it for justice and yeah, get yeah. this guy in trouble. And it's like, no, you you were thinking that in your head. Sick freak. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you don't you don't go home and stop pretending to be a fifteen year old girl. That's no, on the internet, that's a yeah. you once you Could switch you your mind into fifteen year old girl, you're there. You're living in it. You're forty. What's more embarrassing, getting caught on to catch a predator, or telling your parents you're a forty five year old guy pretending to be a fifteen year old girl? I think I'd rather be a predator. Forty hours a week. <laughs> I would rather be a predator because this is the thing, though, is if to get a guy to show your dick to for him to feel comfortable to show his dick to like a thirteen year old, you you couldn't have said nothing. Yeah. You know, it couldn't have. It had to get a. You had to be weird for you a little bit. Yeah. And this is your job. This is what you want to do. Yeah. You're a little wrong too. You got a problem also. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, to try to be fair, I do think the the predators escalate the conversations in that show a lot. Like they'll be like, you know, hey, like, oh yeah, yeah, hey, I'll be home. I'm home alone tomorrow night if you want to come over. And then the predators are like, have you ever stuck a finger in your asshole? And it's like, whoa, I just well, this was supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. a pizza date, and now yeah. it's like. Yeah, there's there's always like, have you tried it in the ass? Yeah, have you? There's always, have you tried this? Have you tried that? The kid's like twelve. It's like, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm the, twelve. It's the old guy being like, I'm of not course eight. I have. <laughs> he forgets that he's supposed to be a kid. He's yeah, like, yeah. Of course I have, dude. Year thirty years I've been doing that. The butt plug oh, in right now. Yeah. 
Uh, I do think that though. That's a weird show. The way I I I don't really I would never watch reruns of that show, but what I will watch is uh, ONA talking about it. Yeah, I listen to ONA like every night. I know we talked about that before, and yeah. I'll listen to them. Like when that show was popular, someone I guess took on YouTube and like has the videos, so you can watch the actual To Catch a Predator video with them commentating over it. It's awesome. Oh, okay. I need yeah. to check that out. Yeah, because I listen to them all the time, dude. Oh, Opie and Anthony is something that like, and you could never have that now. Not even a little bit. Not even like. Yeah. No. If I played that, if <laughs> I told people I listen to that almost every night, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch uh, Catfished? Ever seen that show? Yeah, I used to watch it with my sister. I watch it on. I watch all my shows like on YouTube clips. Of course, like, I don't I actually watch, watch the on show. You. I watch everything on YouTube. Yeah, the catfish. My my favorite episode is the. Uh, there's like a there's like a fat black chick and she is catfishing her cousin, in like on purpose. Yeah, for because he like called her a name at like a family gathering and she catfishes him for like two years or like three years like consistently and then he like meets up with her and he's like what like oh, shalissa and she's like you should have never called me a fat ass kelly price <laughs> and the guy is like is this from three years ago like he's like what i like, love that they would only be better if she worked for to catch a predator <laughs> yeah. dude she just gets her cousin arrested the level of you thought she was gonna fuck a 12 year old huh after that you're going to jail <laughs> oh ah, it's a great show that is a non-discriminant voice also yeah that was <laughs> it could have been anybody that was, a Mexican that was my joe biden <laughs> right a little bit more, more fluid than biden but. yeah i was on stage one time and i did like uh yeah i did a, i did an asian voice and the joke was it was a it was like a tag or something i was telling a joke about like being in an office and i had my boss say something to me and i said an asian voice and i leaned over and said she's puerto rican and nobody, nobody, it, it, it looked ruined the rest of the set. Oh, really? I don't they, know if they wasn't Asian enough or that I shouldn't have been Or they doing wanted that. you to like, or maybe they wanted you to like, you know, stick with it. Like, yeah, it was a fucking Asian accent. Like, <laughs> go balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More racist. Yeah. I did a, um, uh, I don't know where the fuck this guy was from. I was working with him. He was a busser and he was from like El Salvador or something. And I was like, doing an impression of his voice and i was like i'm gonna do the voice and like we're just gonna note like this is what the guy sounds like yeah. this is how i would say it to my friends i'm not gonna censor it for you guys if you're like Ugh, like you can do a white voice on stage and i don't care like you could do any voice like it it's do you have that in comedy so you have the luxury of i think maybe not luxury but you started comedy early yeah so you kind of grew up i mean your brain's not fully formed yet and no. I mean that in like the nicest way I possible. I don't think it'll but ever as an adult. get there. But, <laughs> but I, I. But do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I started when I was like 28, so I already had like, yo, you shouldn't, you shouldn't like do like yeah. da, 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 da. Well, I learned definitely being in Chicago for a couple of years. I definitely learned, kind of where the line is, like, mm. and and how to like, how to you can say whatever you want, but it's like what it what is your what is your point you're getting yeah, at? You have to have a and like it behind your joke like is your joke just to be an asshole yeah. or are you just saying it on the way to another higher point you know what i mean yeah are you trying to just be a dick to someone i like, was for yeah yeah and people yeah, get yeah. mad at that and it's like and then i like looked back and i was like some of my jokes are me trying to be mean because i fucking hate everyone and i'm i don't care and then it was like that doesn't get you anywhere no, in you're right you have to be friends and you gotta it's about having fun it's about laughing yeah you know what i mean I fucking hate nice comedians 
people that are just like happy it's like yeah me too like what the fuck is wrong with you uh why are you doing this i i was you know i want to correct something i said something yesterday on the last podcast about that i said i hate comedians that do like mundane like like i I like people that are like yelling or angry or like having an opinion or something happened to them or they're a piece of shit or like you know it's interesting people yeah but if you're gonna tell me like how the grocery store line was long like i'm gonna fucking walk away from i'll never listen to your set again ever yeah if you do like five minutes on the grocery but there are people who can do it funny and i i i need to say that because yeah i like brian regan i like love and i normally would be like well that guy's an idiot well, I think it was like if I saw Brian Regan when he first started, I'd be like, "Oh, fuck that guy!" Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, Bill Burr was talking about it. Was talking about how those people, like those clean comics, like Brian Regan and and Jerry Seinfeld, it's like you can sense their anger though, like behind the yeah. cleanness of it, you can tell that they really don't like people, and yeah, like yeah. they could blow up at people. And like Brian Regan does that like idiot voice, where he's like, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that's him being like, "Fuck you, man!" Like he yeah. just hates people, but he's clean so like i think you do have to have that energy and i think if seinfeld i probably wouldn't like seinfeld if i didn't if i didn't know how much of a dick he was like through the show you know yeah and then like you get the internet and you get like larry david what he's really like and it's like oh these people are fucking (laughs) yeah they're pretty like it's not even an asshole it's just no bullshit yeah i like people that don't have any bullshit but um yeah i think you got to be a little bit opinionated yeah as a comedian but it takes a long time for you to be i don't know i don't know i like seinfeld i like regan who do you like i like i think my favorite is patrice yeah um i like Chappelle. of course of course i mean like yeah the base i like like old chris rock i like i like burr i like louis yeah me too not you know i'll never say that he's not he, dude he was one of the he's one of the people that made me get on stage louis yeah sure he yeah. said he would jerk off in front of me if i didn't that's what he, <laughs> what if his like he i wish get his, on that stage yeah he's at mcgoobies this weekend really in baltimore yeah we should go we, how dare you i would never support <laughs> you circle jerk it yeah 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 stage I'll, I'll fucking go see him. My friend, me and my friend were debating this. Do you think he could sell out Madison Square Garden again? Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I, think, I mean, I ain't right, that fast right too. now in a in the pandemic, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, so there's going to be an amount of people who are like, eh, I don't want to like risk it. If it was no pandemic right now, yes. 100%. Yeah, but pandemic also means 50%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, easily. So easily. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would go see him. In, so you're in saying he, you think he could do it now. He meant like in the future, like... I think this, I mean, I'm saying if there wasn't pandemic, if Madison Square Garden was full capacity right now in this current climate, I think he could. Wow. I would go see him in a heartbeat. I know I a bunch too. of people that would. And it's like, yeah, he's not going to whip his dick out on the stage. Yeah. That's backstage stuff. This is, <laughs> this is performance. Yeah. And, you can't afford that. And so you're not going to find any, inter- <laughs> if you want to just enjoy comedy, you're not going to find anything better. Imagine the ego. It's thinking- like him and Nanette, you know, it's like <laughs> the two goats. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the ego thinking uh, you're going to go to a, a Louis C.K. concert and he's going to jerk off in front of you. <laughs> yeah. You think you're that good looking? Yeah. He's yeah. Jerk off yeah right. Well, I mean, I don't know. And he always kind of portrayed himself as like a pervy gremlin in his in his stand up. Yeah. So I wasn't I mean, I was a little shocked, but it was like 
Yeah, I mean, he's a clearly a gross dude. I'm never shocked when anyone so. does anything like that. That's the thing is like the pedophile stuff. What about Jeffrey Tubin? That doesn't that surprise me least of anything. I'll he jerk did, off every five minutes. There's did no he fucking, even get fired? He got suspended. So what the fuck? So why does Louie lose a Netflix special yeah. and something else? Uh, because he was like, he was, uh, in uh, it was in person. And he's also like threatening people. If but, they told and stuff like that. But didn't he ask before, can I do it? Or did I read yeah, the wrong stuff? Yeah, but the power dynamic. Cry me a fucking I, river. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? Like, hey, I know. I see. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. Is as like the older I get, I go, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was a very big, like, well, fuck you. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, well, don't say yes, then. Don't be around that. But then it's like. I gotta, I gotta at least a little bit be like, all right. I mean, it's kind of a dick thing to do. What I, where I stand though is like, don't act like these people aren't dicks. Who's not a dick? Yeah. Who, who's not the people that you think that you're admiring that have done stuff like this also. You know what I mean? That's where I stand. That's how I justify all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm, th I'm thinking like I'm a creep in my alone time. I'm, I jerk off to people's Facebook pictures. Big deal. So to make okay? it, to make it equivalent, I'm, I'm an adult. To, yeah. Sorry. No, I mean everyone's done that. Um, I'm thinking like to to make it close, similar to you. If you like, who's your favorite comic right now that's alive? Crystalia. <laughs> <laughs> You're way too old and way too yeah, the beard. Yeah. You'd have to lose the beard. And oh man, the, alive. You'd have to contact the, to catch a predator guy and find out how to talk yeah. to him online. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And get him over there. Brandon Shop. Oh. My God. <laughs> Uh, probably yeah, probably Chappelle or Louis. So say probably you were say you were like sure. opening, or well, we can even say Norman, Louis. But yeah. say you were say you were like you were opening for like Louis or Chappelle, and they were like, "I want to take you on tour with me, but can I jerk off in front of you first? What would you would you just yeah I'd let him jerk off? I feel like I would be like I really I'd don't suck, care. I'd be like you want me to suck it? <laughs> well, I'd be like you don't get it on me like six feet. <laughs> that's what Fauci says. Like yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. spread COVID through your dick. But well, I believe in the science. Yeah, that's what I, I follow scientists. So, but I'd be like you know back up and do it over there and like can i be on my phone do i have to make eye contact like i mean there's rules yeah. but at a certain point if it's like no you got to be eye contact and it's got to be right here i'd be like i'll fucking leave no like you're yeah. an adult i the power dynamic there is what i'm saying is like can you still you can still say no it's just yeah. in your head you're like do i want to go on tour like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucked up but it's not no 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 no, no. I, i'm not i don't disagree with it's that not i think Cosby. it's it's the same thing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Drugging someone exactly. I, I really disagree that he got fucking lumped in with everybody like that. Like he, it was such bad timing. And then when it happened, it's like, it's like, I, I read everything and I was like, all right, like, I don't, I don't fuck with the power. I just don't like people that are dicks to people that don't have as much, but you're right. Yes. You're right. You're right about the, you can say no to thing. I've always been like that. Yeah. And it's like the Weinstein stuff and all these people coming out and it's like, First of yeah. all, there's still people doing it. This is how it's happened for a long time. And a lot of these people said yes, and that's how they got their career. And they won't shut the fuck up about it. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Also, or it's not uh, like, uh, isn't it? Isn't, uh, I was going to say Matt Lauer. Didn't Matt Lauer have a fucking button under his desk yeah, like, where he locked, like, locked the door? Yeah, like that, yeah. even that, that's like, wait, there's no option there to say no. So yeah. that's, that's exactly. fucked up. If the option is there to say no, then it's a bold proposal in my eyes. I mean, yes. as long as you're 
but I mean, but again, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Louis isn't, wasn't wrong. No, it's so funny. Like a month ago, it was like the opposite. I was in here being like, he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I guess someone else I had on here was like, you're an asshole. You <laughs> I know. And I don't want to come off like that. I'm just saying you're not, don't, uh, you're not coming off as if an I asshole, went up to a but... random person and was like, can I jerk off in front of you? And they were like, no, it's like, cool. Have a nice day. We shake hands like gentlemen and we leave. But I, I don't think that's, you know, don't yeah. lump me in with a, a predator. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm, yeah, I just. I'm no with Chris that. Hansen. You know? <laughs> no Howie Mandel. I'm no Howie Mandel. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Does he come back? I would. Yeah, I'd go see him right now. People. Uh, he when he when his released his latest special. Have you did you see that? Yeah. Where he talked about it. Yeah. It's fucking great. I don't think it was. I was clearly not worked out all the way. Yeah. Um, but the way he addressed it, I really enjoyed. He was talking his jokes about how, how he used to buy like gold watches, like he was yeah. a fucking king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a gold watch. Yeah. And nobody buys back <laughs> a gold wet. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I have to sell a gold watch and they know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny though. And like that's the hallmark for me is like a of a true comedian of like he knows what the fuck the perception is and he knows what happened and now he's gotta deal with it. And yeah. I don't know, man. No, he's great. I mean, I like that, but I'll, I'd rather have a comedian that gets caught for jerking off than a comedian who gets like, than like Gabriel Iglesias. I'll take a, I'll take a Louis over a Gabriel Iglesias every day of the week. What did Gabriel Iglesias do? Nothing. Oh, just, <laughs> That's the problem. You just don't like him. <laughs> he just sucks. What do you mean? That's fair. No, I, I He's fucking terrible. See, this is racist now because I was thinking, oh, I'm fat. <laughs> I'm fat. My friends are fat. <laughs> That's racist. Fuck you. That was racist. Yeah. Just yeah. the beginning of what you said. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> Hola! Hey, que rico! <laughs> That's what he sounds like, right? Yeah. All right! <laughs> I hate how he like starts every special by riding on stage on a burrow. Yeah, it's like crazy. the worst part. <laughs> yeah, it's so obnoxious. <laughs> like you're too fat for that. Does Get he have to roll the thing. tamales at the beginning? <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> right. Do you roll tamales? <laughs> he does stand up out of a food truck. It's <laughs> <just> ridiculous. <laughs> It's like, come on now. Uh, you win that one. <laughs> the food truck, that's good. I don't I hate um, him. Well, I was gonna say I was kind of racist because I uh as soon as you said the Gabriel Iglesias thing, I thought of Carlos Mencia. And I was like, did Gabriel Iglesias steal jokes too? And I lumped uh, him in with Carlos immediately. You're pretty much but they the same both kind of do the like, yeah, I'm big and I'm Mexican, like that's their shtick. Yeah, uh Carlos Mencia lost so much weight and then he gained it all back. Has he done anything in the last like twenty years, or I mean, fifteen years or whatever? No, not after that video of after the Rogan video. The Rogan video. Yeah, I love that. That's why I want to move. That's why I want to get out of DC. Is that uh, I want that. That's the comedy I like. I don't like the calling out everyone. <laughs> yeah, I like angry. I was at I was at Carpool, uh, which is a Mike and Fairfax. And it's like all comics, you know what I mean? I think so, I've been there before. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good, it's not, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a place to do a show. It's whatever, but it's not, you know, you get to work out, you fuck around. It's no. a fuck around room for okay. real. Like you can go say whatever you want and it's comics and they'll laugh. They, I mean, it's a good place to know if something's worth even working out or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't, they don't, you can't do a joke that you did last week either. No one will laugh. They'll be like, you're dumb. Yeah. But uh, there was like an argument. Like right before I went up, this this one comic interrupted another comic, and then he was like, "You shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like, oh, I saw. I think L Leroy put that up on his Instagram or something. Leroy Furious put that up. Oh, that was he put like a clip of it. 
that was a long time ago. He wasn't there that night, but oh really? Oh, I'm was it a carpool? I'm thinking of another argument. Yeah, maybe. I know. I saw him put a clip of it when I like a long time ago. But that was this lady started yelling at him. Uh, That was a different room though. Okay. No, these are two comics. Okay. Some comic interrupted him. Anyway, the, the, the comic was on sitting in the side. She interrupted the guy during his act. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a comedian. And they start going at it. And then I go up and after and I was like, oh, that was so exciting. And like, I just did my whole set was just about like them and yeah. how I like that. But like, that's what I, that's why I like comedy. And I know it can't be like that all the time. But yeah. like those Rogan videos and those old comedy store videos that like Red Band shot on that fucking like handheld camera with like Bobby Lee and yeah. like. You know, you hear about dice walking around with like cameras and like fucking around with people. Like, I, I, I yearn for that. I don't know where you'd find that these days. So I think that's more of a like New York, LA. New York. This is kind of a maybe nice Boston. Place. I don't think LA. Well, you know what they do around here is around here, everyone's cordial, I feel like it shows, and shit pops off on Facebook. That's where everyone, like, I see comics that are like, oh, that's true. Really don't say anything and then on Facebook just go off. But don't you not agree with that? Don't you think that you're not a comedian if you do that? Rather you say it to their face and then not on Facebook. I told the girl who interrupted because his contention was you're a comic. You should know not to interrupt. And I go, well, I go, you know, you're being a, you're an asshole, right? She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, then I have no problem with you. And yeah. then she like bitched the dude and made him look like an asshole, like in the comic, you know, and you, you all guys are fucking around afterwards outside. Whatever. Yeah. She bitched him again. And I go, well, she wins. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to talk verbally. That's what you're trying to do for a living, right? Like, that's what yeah. this whole thing is about. If she bitches you, you lose. Yeah. So I have no respect for you if you go to Facebook and do it. Yeah. No, I agree. And, like, I don't know. When like when I was in Chicago, I remember, um, so everyone was very correct and, like, you know, don't nice. don't overstep your values. Like, or, like, you, you, I mean, your boundaries. Like, you, you say something that's kind of fucked up and people call you out on Facebook, like, here. And it's like, okay, let's settle this in person. But the last time I went out to Chicago, I went to a huh. mic with my friend. And she was like, come to this mic. It'll be great. And I'm waiting for an hour before the mic. I'm, like, the third person there. And right when they do sign up, they're like, all right, we're doing sign up. It's women and non-binary people first and then men in the back. And I did not know what the mic was about. So I was like, what? But I've been here for like an hour. And they were like, nope, you're in the back. And everyone's like, sorry, bro. Like getting in front of me and where I'm like, dude, what? Like, I I mean, so whatever. So they sign up and I'm like 26th. And I'm like, all right, so I'm. I'm going to go to this other mic. So I go to this other mic and I go and it's all just dudes because and nobody, course. nobody wanted to go to that mic, which causes more division. Yeah, but exactly. But exactly. I, I watched the beginning of that, the women non-binary mic and it's all like, yay, supportive. And I go to the dude's room yeah. and it's just like, everyone's like, shut up, faggot. Like, everyone's like, ah, like throwing, yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing stuff and like throwing stuff at people on stage. Yeah. And it was brutal. And it yeah. was just like, and I was like, I love Quit. this. I wish we could all come together and all do this where yeah, it's yeah. all like, yeah, fucking give up. You're a hack. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah. screaming at each other. It was so enjoyable. And like everyone, like everyone had like a decent set because it's like you'd bomb. Someone would say something and be like, yeah, fuck you. Like that's why your mother got cancer. And then it'd be like, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it, that was like raw, like just fun. That's what I'm saying. That's what it was like the the other the other night. Yeah, and it got real. Got it. It almost didn't. It got real quiet for a second. I got up and I go. I just oh man, you just pop it, and then everyone's just fucking talking, yelling and stuff, and it's great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't like that that uh you sign up first and they sign up first shit. I've yeah. only have only been to one mic when they did that, 
and everyone was there like 40 minutes early and the guy showed up late and they got there and he goes all right you guys know what time it is we're gonna let the ladies sign up first and then he had to like stand guard by the list like people are gonna yeah. like the, like the ladies aren't gonna say anything yeah <laughs> like the white women are not gonna say anything about a guy cutting in line do you know what i mean yeah he stood there like a and it's like what do you who do you think you're doing a favor to i know that this i don't know i don't like that well i don't either and i wish that i don't know i there i think um i think from the perspective of a lot of female comics there are certain creepy dudes in every scene I that agree. like show up at these mics and make them uncomfortable oh, yeah. and they're not comfortable going to these mics yes richard and, pang yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it chris cow motherfucker i don't know who that is he changed his name he now goes by chris cow or something Call them all out, man. But I, but yeah, I mean, there's certain people that like I've met, and then someone comes up to me and they're like, you know, that guy's a creep, right? And I'm yeah. like, cool, noted. But it's like those guys ruin it for the rest of us because they ruin it because less girls feel comfortable comfortable going to mics, and then when we do have the mics, it's like 50 guys and one girl who wants to come out, and then. I don't know. It's just like, and then you have to have, and then people feel inclined to have shows like that where they're like, we got to put girls first because girls don't get as much opportunity. And it's like, but they're offered the same amount of opportunity. They just don't come out in, in large part because of these creeps who ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, so. I get it. I get it. I, I just wish there was like a, a nice, because what happens is uh, the reason I don't like it is because of what happens what you described in Chicago is it ends up being like what happened that night is all the dudes pretty much or at least the guys who like you know didn't like get in line like immediately yeah. uh we all were just like all right well we're gonna go to one of the other few mics tonight like we're, we literally as soon as that happened just walked out the door yeah and like 20 maybe people. i'll come back later or that, no, or no i, I won't, won't. Yeah. <laughs> i won't just because i mean the amount of people and this and that but what happens is okay well now i'm not that's gonna be that's gonna be the first on those those female comics list they're gonna start going there first because they know they're gonna be able to get up there yeah and dude and male comics are not gonna go there at all so then you're just going to, again... It just causes division. And yeah. I, I don't blame the female comics at all. I would go to that if they if that was the deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'm just being a white guy. Maybe maybe our time is over. What do you think about that? Our time has been over, dude. Our time has <laughs> been over. Like, I would love to have been a white dude in, like, the 70s and 80s when it was just, like, king shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now it's now it's... I'm glad you said 70s and 80s, because back then, during the, the 70s and 80s, was, like... When white people were cool, like they they were in power, but it also everyone was kind of cool with it. Yeah, now it's Vengeance Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I it's so weird. Like I get it. Like in the seventies and eighties, people thought they were being progressive. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. They thought they were getting away. They they were like, oh, we fixed it, and it's like, oh, okay. And white I, dudes were like, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, in terms of Vengeance Day, is white dude on because i had because i quit my job in june and i had to apply to all these new jobs i feel like every white person they get to that part of the application where it's like what color yeah. are you and you're like <laughs> and it's like because you and it's like it, it's like ah because you know they have enough white people they don't want yeah. white people like nobody wants more white people this is true and if your company is all white people the government is literally going to contact you and be like why do you only have white people <laughs> but if you have like a, a black owned business they're like that's yeah. cool which it should be cool but it's like i don't know just applying for jobs as a white person it's like it's very i get real spanish real quick yeah <laughs> i bet yeah. it's like could i pass for pacific islander right now i don't know yeah you're fucked i put i always say my i'm super i'm like 
super Irish Catholic in my family. So I was just be like, uh, my confirmation saint name was Jerome. So you figure that out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you what. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I prefer not to answer, but my name is Jerome. <laughs> yeah. And then you get there and they're like, fuck. They're like, by the <laughs> way, catfished. St. Jerome was a white guy. Which yeah, he yeah, was. yeah. And I'm like, fuck, they know their history. They know their stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. Well, what do you think? You know what I admire is that you kind of have a, uh, I don't know. You're very into, con you're very self-assured about the things you say. I feel like I I'm started, I started, like I started, I wouldn't say like me, but I started comedy. <laughs> I wouldn't say comedy. I wouldn't say comedy is a, uh, I don't know, man. I have a very big issue and I'm not trying to give you my neuroses, but like, you don't have, you don't seem to have the worry about what you're like the jokes. I don't know. You seem very comfortable. Maybe you're doing stand-up enough. You feel comfortable in the comedy scene and where it goes and your future and all this stuff? Not, no. I mean, no. Because I, I like, may, maybe comedy has helped that and, like, helped me be able to... I mean, I kind of mean within comedy, but... You mean within comedy? I, I mean, mean, that too, I guess. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten this new job I got if, it was, if I was super confident in my comedy. I feel like I would have stuck with, I don't know... I, I don't know. I can fucking flip burgers or work a register somewhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think just continuing to do it. Yeah. I have, I have faith that some, something's going to happen. Some way it'll work out. Says the guy who's already been contacted by fucking Howie Mandel. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a good sign I've had. It doesn't, I don't think it proves anything, that's but smart. I think it's a good sign that like something like that might happen again, or there might be an opportunity down the road that arises out of, or, or, you know, if I just keep you continuing just doing what I'm doing. It's kind of like uh, knowing it's feasible. You know yeah. what I mean? You had a taste of it. You're kind of like, oh, that could, it, it, it can happen. Yeah. And I actually, I felt better about myself right before the pandemic because I had like 14 shows in March that I had to cancel. And oh, wow. I was like consistently, like I felt good about my material. Mm -hmm. I hadn't bombed in like a year just like doing even new stuff. Like I just had felt good. Yeah. And then after like recently, I feel like my last like two shows have been like super underwhelming, mm. but like, so now I'm like, oh, okay, I got to write more. I got to write new shit. Cause this shit is not working right now or I got to edit. Yeah. But actually what made me feel good. What made me feel good though was, um, you know, Jill Gonzalez. Yeah. So I was talking to her cause she was at the Chappelle camp mm -hmm. this summer. And she's like, she said she watched Chris Rock go up and just bomb. Yeah. And she's like, just crickets for like 20 minutes. And like, that just made me feel so much better yeah. about where I'm at, where I'm. And then like, she said he went, he left and then he didn't really show face for like three, four days and then came back and like did all right. And like had rewritten his stuff and like did okay. Yeah. And like, that made me feel so much better where it's like, okay, I, I have to remember when you're on a hot streak and you're not bombing for like a year or whatever, or like months, yeah. you have to remember like, you have to bomb to get better yeah yeah, because yeah. you you can't ride that high through like into the sunset well, that's how that's 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 how you end up telling the exact same jokes the exact same way and like never thinking and this and that you know like there are people when i started yeah, comedy seven years ago here then i leave and i go to chicago and i go to yeah. college and i'm same away. set i come back same set and it's i know seven years later and it's like and it's not even that good of a set i mean you're still doing mics <laughs> i know like, what you mean yeah. you, you haven't gotten any any anywhere from it other yeah, yeah, than yeah. like 
you're not consistently doing showcases or book shows or or maybe they even are but it's just like you're still doing the same well my thing is i agree i know people that doesn't that get boring to you that's what i say that's exactly what i say and i and i think and i'm again two years in i don't know anything but even i was amazed because when i first started i started producing that's how I got in. I was mm-hmm. like, let me take my restaurant stuff. I got in with Alan and I started doing Tyson's Comedy Cellar. And that was like, I did the logos and the marketing. And that's how I got stage time. And I would see these people who were doing, already doing showcases and stuff. And then I started getting out and stuff like that. And like a year in, I'm like, these fuckers, because it was a worked out set when I started. And I only say I was producing because I saw people doing showcase. I saw them doing their sets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like a year later, I, was th- I saw them doing the exact, and I still see people doing the exact same shows. And sometimes they'll do them at mics. And yeah. I go, why are you doing comedy? And yeah. I don't mean that like a, a like a fuck you, you're less than me or anything kind of way. I just don't understand the whole fun of it is making a funny joke. Yeah. And 90% of my fun is like sitting at home or like walking around my apartment, like in my head, like with it running through my head, like a certain way. Yeah. Cause you know, like something will happen or someone will like fall a certain way or say something or like say something asinine and it just start, you just like you're, in my head, it's just like something clicks. Like it's kind of like a uh, gear stops mm-hmm. and you're just, and then I can't get it out of my head until I figure out why that's funny. I go, what is weird about that? That I have to like yeah. work it out and extrapolate. And that's the excitement of it. Why the fuck would you want to tell the same joke for yeah. a, ye- a year? And I know part of comedy is doing that, but I know. Well, I've, I've, I've even had stuff that I'm like, I, th- I think about, or I write like that week and then I go do it at a mic to try it out. Mm-hmm. And it goes better at that first attempt than it even does after I rewrite yeah. it or do it again because you're just so excited to like tell yeah, that yeah, joke yeah. and people can sense that like excitement. I don't I don't get how you, you mean it. I don't get how you keep that excitement in you to do this rehearsed seven year old like a seven year old yeah. bit that's like there's no there's no risk. There's no thrill no, of the risk. Exactly. It's like I know what to say. I know how it's all <coughs> planned out. I have the hardest problem. I have like a reputation for not writing anything down. There are comedians that are like come up to me and they'll just be like, "Why wow, you don't never write jokes? You You're like the Jay Z of comedy, it's off the dome, does no he, pen." Does he not write? No, he does no pen, no paper. Gang, 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 gang. Yeah, Bill Burr said he doesn't write, so that made me. Uh, you know, everyone has their thing they cling to that they think that they can also do. But I'm this, I understand comedy, and I go nobody fucking knows how they do it or don't do it or when they won't figure it out till like Brian Regan was like I started keeping notes like 15 years in he started keeping these like meticulous fucking and now he has everything written down and he flies all over the place with like folders and shit of everything written down. Oh really? Yeah. See, he I, says he has like he writes all this shit down. I don't. And Burr, Burr got asked like if he writes stuff down. He goes I can't. It makes my hand hurt. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. I don't like writing down. Uh, like, I don't like being like, I'm going to write today and then sitting down at a blank piece of paper and like out of nowhere coming. Like, yeah, I, I put I jot down stuff in my notes as it comes to me and then I'll kind of look at it. And then like s- sometimes I'll, I'll just like say it out loud as if I was in a set and then maybe I'll find something or another avenue to like another way to take like go with it. And then I'll like rewrite it that way kind of verbally. Yeah. But I still have it there written because otherwise I'll. F- I forget because I yeah. smoke too much pot. Same. <laughs> I do the exact same thing though. It's literally a note and then I'll go back to that note and I'll write like a thing underneath it and then like bullet points. But my problem is my notes are just filled with fucking like small little paragraphs of things or like, you know, little yeah. two lines. And uh, I, I, I refuse to look back at them and edit them. 
Yeah. And I, I, I'll just be like, I'll You're wait like, till no, like that I, was good. Yeah. I'm keeping it. Like <laughs> yeah. it was good when I first thought of it. Not even that. I just wait till I get to the show and then I have my panic and then I panic and I panic and then I go, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I go on stage and I, usually by the, I panic enough to know my first like three jokes or like the first things I'm going to say. One of them is usually something I wrote about like, you know, someone in the audience or like how the night's going or something, mm -hmm. something happened. And then it's just like riffing in between like punchlines that I know I have and I'll just try to work in between that. But it, to get up there and know exactly what I'm going to say yeah. for five minutes to me is like hell. That seems awful. But I know you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I started off doing... Because your set is tight. I started I off doing that. like one-liners and like re everything is kind of like a separate joke. You can transition into stuff, but everything's like a separate joke. Mm -hmm. But now I'm trying to to do that. Like, well, just to... I think there's a sense of vulnerability you have to have as a comic that if you write everything scripted, you don't really have that like openness of like someone can yell you mean something on stage. out. Yeah, yeah, on stage, like someone can yell something out and you can adjust to it because you're like, I got to stick to my script. Like, yeah, I want to have that like openness where like a new bit I've been working on is like, uh, is like to do with with holidays and so i wrote a joke for like every major holiday and now i can go to the audience and be like what's your favorite holiday yeah. and i can kind of play off what they're saying and it, it opens up different avenues for different like someone might say something ridiculous but you know like fucking ramadan or something yeah, yeah. where you're like whoa and you just got to go off the cuff for that yeah. but it's like i don't know whose would be ramadan yeah, yeah. what a ridiculous holiday that is <laughs> some anorexic <laughs> muslim <or whatever. laughs> Isn't Ramadan's when you fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so is. why the fuck would that be your favorite holiday? Like that's <laughs> Christmas for Belinda maybe they, people. Maybe they love God. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know nerd. about that one. Yeah. Whatever, nerd. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's that's uh. I'm yeah. trying to be able to go to the audience more because that that's something I didn't do for the beginning of my career. Is like I never played with played off the audience and it can really make like some of the funniest like i did um tommy tommy taylor jr show the other weekend and mm -hmm. i was really drunk when i got there and <laughs> i like i kind of felt bad because i like i'd been drinking i was like out in the area then i showed up then i drank more at the show yeah and then i went up did my jokes was kind of shit and then at one point i said something about black lives matter and this black woman was like reparations and I was like, I thought that's why black people don't didn't tip. Like I thought we figured out reparations. <laughs> like you you don't have to pay for service fees for the rest of your life. Like, oh, that's, that's it. Did you nail it? And and that was the best joke. I feel like because it was just organic and like kind of in the moment. And that's not a joke that I've written, but it's just something I Do said love that? drunkenly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and it's great. like that's so funny. But th and that that was another thing where I was like, geez, I need to really be open to like talking. Like I don't know make it less of just a monologue where like i don't want yeah. people to yell out and that's the weird balance you have to find over controlling the crowd where it's not drunk people yell out this person can yell like yeah so i i pretty much exclusively do crowd work and not in a way where it's that's good that yeah but you i don't feel good and i and, <laughs> and it's uh, maybe it's from never doing i've only done stand up outside of dc i mean i've done like southern virginia and like you know what i mean like around here like road breweries and this and that yeah west virginia but i've done cali and i had a lot of fun out there and um but other than that i haven't really had a lot of experience outside of dc so 
But if you're just doing crowd work, you also have to have jokes you can fall back on in case they're giving you nothing. Yeah, you know? correct. And I didn't work enough on those jokes. Yeah. What I was going to say is like when you don't get enough in a scene, you're just in one scene and people don't really respect crowd work like that. Like unless they know you and they, they've seen you like do other jokes and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't really appreciate the crowd work. I was like, oh, this is trash. And I have every other comedian being like, oh, I can't do crowd work. Man, I wish I could do crowd work. And I'm like, I go, yeah, but you tell jokes. <laughs> I go, if, if the audience isn't all drunk and yelling, I have nothing. Yeah. But it was from producing. I got up and it was like, I'm, we're in the beer garden. And like Alan, like immediately the guy I got involved with didn't. He was like, well, I'm never hosting again. This guy wants to host. Fuck it. Yeah. He's, he's three years in. He's like, I'm not hosting. <laughs> and so it was just started with me going into these pack rooms of people like, in fucking benches literally like picnic tables so half of the audience is not facing you so it's like 60 people 30 of them are just not facing you everyone's talking at these long yeah. so it's like and then i would just have to go up wait no announcement no nothing is, is hosting a shit job as a producer <laughs> i get asked to host all the time people are you being always, funny no people always ask me to host and i'm like is that wait you're it, probably a good host Oh, I thought I was doing like dirty work where someone's like, we don't want you to feature, but... Oh, yeah, people hate hosting. You can start... I, I love hosting. I really enjoy it. It's, it's it's so loose. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, but it's monotonous, especially if you're producing. You don't want to host. When you're not... Like, if you're producing and, and you know, it, just, it probably just takes the pressure off them. They don't want to fucking do it. And obviously, you're doing a good job. Because it is a, it is a job. It's work, yes. yeah. Like, you have to be like letting the next person know when they're up running the light you exactly. gotta find people like and and a lot of people don't i've had some hosts that game. wouldn't even do that they just show up and do this fucking they do it an hour and then they leave they don't they don't do shit but or they do like 15 in between every comic where you're like yes, oh my gosh fuck up. Dude. but that's the thing about hosting and you must be a good one because you never ask a bad host to come back because a bad host will ruin the fucking show a bad host will ruin the show because you have to pay attention like if someone bombs you got to get up and do two minutes or a minute or whatever and like and you have to get know who's going to be good yeah exactly you have to pay attention to the flow of the show and this and that but uh that's where i got the crowd work stuff from yeah. was just being able to be like you know after someone's joke could go over and like i'd always have like a guy in the audience that i would pick on like i'd give him a funny like, i don't know call him mustache or something yeah or like uh howie mendel yeah what Elizabeth is that with warren yeah exactly yeah just nonsense Elizabeth warren yeah i like that and then after like after sh after i would tell a joke or like someone would say something and i'd be like what do you think about that mustache good not good all right yeah yeah yeah. whole audience is in on it you know what i mean yeah yeah i love that that's my favorite thing about about stand up and crowds love that too because it's just they're familiar with it they're familiar you've already talked to this guy so it's always coming back to this guy like oh, that's man. That, yeah exactly it. it's like a callback they love that that's the thing about the comedy i like too and i I need. I really need to make an effort to write more jokes, and I have been. I've done better, I think, since the pandemic. the The break I've taken from COVID since I started going on stage, I think I've gotten way better. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just more about knowing my voice and like what I want to say on stage and being comfortable with actually telling jokes and writing the kind of jokes that I'm not only proud of, but like I mean something. You know what I mean? That are cool to me. But um, the crowd work stuff is so like. You know, when I first started with Steve Martin, I got his master class and he was talking about pauses and, and building up tension and just being silly that things are being silly and it doesn't really have to be, you know, and I like Andy Kindler and I like Mark, uh, not Mark, I do like Mark Norman, but Norm MacDonald, uh, yeah. The Amazing Jonathan, I love these people that get on stage and aren't necessarily just telling jokes. Yeah. That their biggest, like some of the biggest laughs I've ever had have been in silence. Yeah. Like I'll tell a joke and just sit there. Or like, dude, the best feeling to me is like, I'd be sitting, I've had nights where I was like sitting on a stool, like during a set and you tell a joke 
and then you kind of like you know you're waiting to set up your next one or whatever there's a pause you take a sip or something and you giggle i would like giggle into the microphone like in between like because i said something you know and then the audience laughs yeah and it's like oh i fucking have we're right there yeah we're right there i love that just pacing yeah. the stage like quiet and just like them waiting for you to say something yeah that's and, why i hated um, oh, it's amazing did you do zoom shows at all never i didn't do one i refused I think I did three and they, you didn't miss anything, but they were, I mean, you just don't have those moments, you don't have those moments. And like, also, I mean, I think the zoom mics were okay because zoom mics, the comics would be on and the comics would have their mics and their cameras on. So you were kind of getting feedback. Like you could hear comics would respond. The shows are awful because uh, audience members don't want to be picked on. Not that you're going to do it, but they think you will. So they turn off their camera. They turn off their mic. And now you're just talking into a void. And it's like, why why am I here? Like, I'm not practicing anything. I never. Yeah. As soon as they as soon as someone was like, oh, do you want to do Zoom mics when it first started? I was like, nah, no way. You got to go. We can wrap up. What time is it? Let's wrap up. We're already over an hour. Well over the amount of time needed. And probably that people will listen. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's not true. No, I was just I was just looking at yeah. the thing. No, we can wrap We're up. We're over that. an hour. This has been great. I, I'm sorry. I I was uh 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 sound like a proud boy. <laughs> I knew this. you were gonna say that. You fucking bigot. <laughs> Look, Dude, relax. I don't, I don't think everyone deserves rights. Just I'll, t- I'll tell you this though that most of the listeners uh, know what's good dude this podcast has been going on three years well if they like this if you guys I'm probably like, gonna cut that if out if you guys but... like alt-right comedy you should check out <laughs> i have a great uh youtube clip coming up soon i got a, a 30 minute set i'm gonna put up on youtube yeah. and um it's all all about proud boys all about <laughs> no um no but it, it'll be it'll be good but it's up on my youtube on on just peter sullivan we'll have all the links in the description people yeah i'm here to promote yeah that is it that's it (laughs) i enjoyed it i didn't look up at that thing the whole time do you do does a whole podcast on video what do you mean oh yeah it is a whole podcast is on video damn i should have looked at that more it's on both don't worry i'll cut it up you don't have to play to the camera all right guys (laughs) you can come back i love you i love you for being on thank you for coming on dude thank you for having me this is a blast yeah man all right guys thank you for listening i love you goodbye